Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hello, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We're glad you could join us. We are the show that's freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. And we have a real controversial show for you today. The Doug and Dave Intel Report is going to interview Tim Alberino about the UFO revelations that have been coming out with whistleblower reports. Now, we're not going to pass judgment. We're just going to present evidence and let our guest, Tim Alberino, give us his opinion. He is an expert in the field. What's going on with all this eight-foot aliens in Las Vegas, Air Force Intel guys coming out with these reports? Pretty crazy. You're going to stay tuned, and you're going to find this to be, I think, very, very interesting. First, a word from our sponsors. You know that the food supply is shrinking. The cattle supply is shrinking. The access to food is shrinking. The inflation is growing. You need to get into the storable food business for your family. In other words, you need to start collecting. Now, right now, My Patriot Supply has a three-month special, $200 off, and you can buy in increments of the three months to get the savings all the way through if you choose to have more more restaurant quality food 25 year shelf life 2000 calories per day per day go to foodwithdave.com that's foodwithdave.com and also you know the banks can take your money dodd frank 2010 don't let them take your retirement don't let them take your bank accounts keep operating capital in the bank get them out let noble gold back it up go to davehodgesgold.com davehodgesgold.com and i'll send you out a free information packet Now, the following interview is going to be divided up into a couple of different parts, but we're going to present part one today with Tim Alberino, and we're going to join that interview slightly in progress, and you're not going to want to miss a word that Tim has to say. Hello, everybody. Dave Hodges here, and this is the Doug and Dave Intel Report, as you can see with my broadcast partner, Doug Thornton, and we're coming to you on the Common Sense Show and we're really glad to be with you. Also, our special guest is Tim Alberino, and we had promote, promoted this show as something where we would have a, a point-counterpoint, a live debate about the efficacy of the Air Force statement from an alleged intel officer who is a combat veteran, da da da, decorated. We found inconsistencies in the resume that don't fit, but uh, and Doug and I were willing to say that story is total nonsense, and now something has been released this evening. And on Channel 8 News, where George Knapp uh, broadcasts from, and uh, Tim Alberino is with us, and uh, we're going to play the tape, and we're going to let Tim narrate, and Doug and I will sit here and take a healthy helping of Crow. Tim? Well, it was uh, brought to my attention just about an hour ago that uh, the uh, Channel 8, as you said, in Las Vegas just released a story uh, regarding an event that apparently took place on the night, early morning of uh, the night of April 31st, early morning of May 1st. And uh, it was this object that fell out of the sky, apparently, or or came down and landed in these people's backyard. And uh, you can actually see the object on camera. Uh, you see it's, it's a, some sort of a it's a green light and it comes down and then the police uh uh, go and investigate uh, because there's a 911 call as you'll see in the video and they called 911 this family and they reported a craft landed in their backyard and not only that but eight to ten foot tall entities came out of the craft they had big black shining eyes which was interesting because I, I think they said they had black eyes but they had large eyes and and uh, other features which i find very intriguing so that's pretty much it in a nutshell and that story just broke yeah, it did. And 
Fortunately, we were able to preview it before we came on the air, so Doug and I didn't die of a heart attack. Um, <laughs> and, and look, I'm not making fun of this, but uh, Doug and I were so adamant that this story was fake. Uh, by the way, Glenn Beck came out with something on this today, not not the recording we're going to see here in a minute, but he came out uh, and said, is this real UFO stuff or is this a distraction? Well, I mean, um, to, to, be, to be completely honest, when we when we first covered the the Air Force guy coming out talking about the intact and uh, crashed, um, what was it, Tim? That he said non human origin craft. You know, we yeah non human origin technical vehicles. Yeah, we we did our, me and Dave did our best to, to juggle this back and forth. So hey, look, you know the government's lied to us for so many so many years, decades, and we know there's an agenda. There's always an agenda, and this is obviously part of an agenda because this guy to me it just seems too perfect. And you know, me and Tim talked later that night for probably about forty five minutes, and we had a little debate back and forth about this. And I said, hey, look, let's get on the Intel report. Let's do it live. Let's debate this. You're the expert. We're going to be the skeptics, and uh, let's challenge each other. And it was going to be a, a fun, sparse debate. And then, what, Tim, five minutes before we come on, you tell me, I got to look up Las Vegas Alien on YouTube. I type it in, and I can't believe what I just watched. Now, someone who's former law enforcement, I reviewed body cam footage. I reviewed a bunch of footage. And what I'm seeing is things that I can't explain. And you obviously see a light in the sky. And what the operators are there having to deal with. Um, now, for so everybody understands the context, this happened April 30th, May 1st time frame. April 30th, that's, yeah, the, the night of April 30th, the morning of May 1st. Five yeah, weeks so, ago, yeah. So the reason why it was released so, so much later is most likely because this is FOIA'd body cam footage, and that goes through an approval process, and that's why it came out a month later. So mm-hmm. um, without further ado, gents, we can, we can play this. Now, as we play this, if we want to stop and comment, just let me know. I'll pause it and we'll comment about what we're seeing. Okay. It is the police call everybody will be talking about. Thanks for joining us here at 6 o'clock. I'm Denise Valdez. I'm Brian Loftus. A family says something crashed into their backyard, prompting them to call 911, saying they saw creatures walking around. Our 8 News Now investigators digging into this for weeks now. And tonight, our David Charns with the video you will only see on 8 News Now. David? Brian, Denise, sources telling the 8 News Now investigators that several agencies believe something landed or crashed, whether it was non humans or not, it certainly scared the people living on this property. Now, before we show you that video, listen to their call for help. There's like an eight-foot person beside it, and another one's inside, and it has big eyes and looking at us, and it's still there. Okay, where is this on your property? Uh, in my backyard. I swear to God, this is not a joke. This is actually weird. So there's two, so there's two people or two subjects that are in your backyard? Correct, and they're very large. They're like okay. eight foot, nine feet, ten foot. I don't know. They're, they look like they look like aliens to us. Big eyes. They have big eyes. Okay. Like, like I can't explain it. And big mouth. They're shiny eyes, and and they're not human. They're hundred percent. They're not human. Tim, you had made a reference a while ago, pre-air, that uh, they had shiny eyes. Now, what this reminds me of is eye shine that you see from animals. If they have large eyes, and it didn't say they were all black eyes, uh, but it doesn't not say that. But the fact that it says large, shiny eyes, to me, is probably most likely eye shine reflection from maybe the floodlights are in the back. Um, They didn't say they were glowing. And they did say that they were not human and eight to 10 foot tall. So right there, can can you comment on that? Not really. I mean, uh, I have no idea what exactly these people might have seen. Um, maybe they're seeing what are called the tall grays, which have the big almond-shaped eyes. Maybe they're seeing nothing. I think we should say that right out of the gates. Maybe it could be a hoax. Uh, people saw something come down from the sky that's for sure 
Um, but did it actually land in these people's backyards? I don't know. Um, but you have to keep in mind that it's, it's dark. Number one, it's dark. It's nighttime and the craft is lit. So whatever they're seeing, they're seeing in silhouette, basically, because these things are presumably standing next to or in front of the craft. So if you have an object in front of a, if it's dark outside and you have an object or a person standing in front of an object that is very bright, you're not going to see a whole lot of detail unless that person is also illuminated somehow from the front. So maybe the porch lights or something like that. But I would imagine that whatever they saw, they probably didn't see it really clearly because of those circumstances. But the shining eyes, if they have really big eyes, it wouldn't surprise me, as you said, if light is reflecting from those eyes uh, or maybe they are shining. All right, let's continue. Okay. Well, the 8 News Now investigators obtaining video as officers then responded to the call you just heard. You'll see the officers also saw something in the sky that night, but the big question is, what was it, and is it all connected? It's almost midnight on May 1st when a Las Vegas Metro Police officer's body cam catches this, something flashing low in the sky. 911 emergency. Minutes later. There's a, there's like an eight-foot person beside it, and another one's inside, and it has big eyes and looking at us, and it's still there. Someone calls 911 reporting two large figures in their backyard. Uh, no, I'm so nervous right now. The 8 News Now investigators obtaining another officer's video as he sent to the Northwest Valley home. I have butterflies, bro. Everyone saw a shooting star. Then these people say there's aliens in their backyard. By now, it's more than an hour after that bright light. Officers meeting up with the caller and his family. What'd you see? It was like a... Like a big creature. A big creature? Yeah, like a long, tiny top. Okay, pause it for a second, Doug. Okay, if they're at the scene of the incident, then where's the craft? Where's the impressions on the ground? Why aren't we seeing that with? Uh, well, that's the front group? yard. They pre- they proceed to go into the backyard, but they shut the camera off because of private property. Okay, and that's what I was going to bring up also too. Forget the yeah. private property crap. I think that's nonsense. Um, I-, I think there's something there they don't want us to see. Well, it could very well be, but if that's department policy, then they won't void that. Um, you know, one other thing, when you saw the bright object falling, it wasn't like a meteor, though it glowed much like what you would see meteors as they fall. I've seen meteors fall that color. It was slow. It kind of serpentined in the air like a craft that was losing control. It was veering from uh, right to then left, and then it proceeded to go downward as well i thought that was very interesting let's also point out that this could be a flare or something like that and these people totally made this whole thing up yeah Uh, now this is it is important to understand the context this is not after the revelations that we're going to be talking about here in a little bit this is before so this is before the whistleblower incident and this is you know the, the first of of may basically first hours of of may 1st so um Obviously, something fell out of the sky. What it was exactly, I don't think we could make that determination from a green light. Right. All right. We'll continue. One of my partners said they saw something fall out of the sky, too, so that's yes. why I'm kind of curious. Did you see anything land in your backyard? Or? They see like a big, that's what they say. They see like a big, uh, like a big something with light. What Look what he does with his hands here. You see that? Did you see that? You see how that he goes like this with his hands? A big... So he's making the shape of a saucer, not you know, not like some big rock or something. He's he's depicting what I would have expected. If this is like an alien craft, it's probably going to be a, a, a saucer shaped craft, and that's exactly the motion he's doing with his hands. Yeah, I, I don't get the sense when I watch. I was just going to say I, I don't detect insincerity here either. That's true. They're very uh, nonchalant about this extraordinary incident. I think they're concerned. That's my my then based on the phone call too. But um I I don't see any attempts to embellish. Um just pretty straightforward account and something that they just don't see every day and they're a little freaked out by it. Sorry guys. Well, you know, they, they said creature. You know, everybody knows what a gray alien looks like, I would think, at this point in time. And I have a problem when people can't use descriptive words, but these are teenagers. Yeah. 
reporting what they saw. They get the height based off of whatever is around them in the backyard. So they're using that as reference. Um, but you know, other, other than that, Tim, Dave, we really can't uh, gain very much more information until more comes out. So, so uh, what, well, like I said, they're very nonchalant about it because perhaps they're in a state of shock. I mean, you would expect somebody to be have a little bit of shock. People who see UFOs close up and personal sometimes there there's a little bit of shock. Yeah. Afterwards, it's not like they're running around screaming, "Oh my God, did you see that? Did you see that?" Sometimes that's the case. But if you really have an up close, like I did. Uh, I had that up-close encounter that I've talked about many times in Brook Park, Ohio. I could have hit it with a rock. We weren't running around screaming and yelling. We we literally couldn't say anything. We Our jaws were dropped. We could not. We we could hardly formulate words after, right after that incident. We just remained quiet for a long time, me and my brother-in-law. So I wouldn't expect, you know, if this was a hoax, you might expect them to be running around shouting, did you see that? Did you see that? And, you know, just really animated but the fact that they're so, as I said, nonchalant is very interesting to me. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here. And we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time me well and this is a nice area you know this isn't bubba's trailer park this isn't ted kaczynski out in the middle of you know lincoln montana uh you know this is a nice residential area nice cars you know the, the family seems to be well put together uh just from first uh first appearances so i you know I, i'll you have to take the word of what you're what you're seeing when you first come on scene because you're getting firsthand knowledge from witness testimony. Um, from there, you know, I mean, uh, like what you said, though, I, I would love to have known because I, I for, if it was me and I was investigating this and I'm the first guy on scene, you're going to take me right to where the place right where this thing crashed. I'm going to be taking pictures. I'm going to be doing everything I possibly can. But let me ask you this, Tim. It obviously didn't crash because it it left. So you think it might have, let's go ahead and assume it was some sort of a craft that it lost control somehow. It made a soft landing. Dude gets out, you know, kicks it a few times and it restarts back up and they zip off. Or what are you thinking? Or they want, or some sort of an intentional, let's, let's assume for a moment that it's real. 
um, that, that that these people actually saw what they say they saw. Um, it could have been an intentional situation where they're they want to be seen, um, or or it could be like you said, there's some some sort of a malfunction. They had to land briefly to, to reset something. Who knows? And then take off. But uh, it is extraordinary. I it's you don't you don't often find news reports like this i mean they're very far and few between stuff like this and where right. you actually see something coming down in the sky and then you got a 911 call and police investigating that's all very interesting and right in george knapp's backyard too yeah i was just going to add that here it's george knapp station so to speak and uh that, that's why i think they're covering it because they cover stuff like this um all right you, you want to press forward yeah, I'll say this. The description, I think, is truthful from what they think they've seen. I agree. All right. Uh, police walk into the backyard to investigate, but Metro blacked out that part of the video because it's considered private property. What's clear? They're taking this call seriously. Hey, this might sound like a really dumb question, but did you guys see anything fall out of the sky? Asking others what they yes. saw. Uh, I would normally discount it as nothing. However, um, seeing as one of my partners said they saw it too, only reason I'm actually investigating it further. That investigation turning up no concrete answers as of Wednesday. Whatever or whoever fell into that yard, long gone within minutes. Oh, hey. If those nine foot beings come back, don't call us, all right? Deal with it yourself. That, I ain't dealing with that. <laughs> so, yeah, this is quite weird, Brian was saying, during as we're watching this story. Now, we've been in, been in contact with the family in that video, and as you heard in that 911 call, they seem very reasonable mm-hmm. and honestly quite scared, as you heard them in the call. No, um, it, they don't seem impaired in any way. And whatever crashed by the time the police got there was gone, but sources say that there's really no dispute. Something was in their yard exactly what? We do not know. I mean, it's so interesting. So, like, the metro officers see something, the neighbors see something i mean so what could it be well we know that there are obviously a lot of military bases around this area uh george knapp covers a lot of that stuff for us on the 80s now investigators we're showing you drone video from above that area and we know of course creech not far away nellis air force base not far i checked in with them they say they are not involved at all and we are waiting to hear from the pentagon as well hmm. And you talk to these people. It seemed completely legitimate to you. And, and do you have any personal thoughts on maybe what it was? Right. So it seems from talking to our sources that something happened. There was obviously some flash in the sky. A lot of people saw it that night on uh, the night of April 30th, early in the morning on May 1st. Did that exact thing land in their yard? I don't know. But these people said they saw some SUV circling the area. Could this, have, could this have been some piece of equipment that malfunctioned? Maybe they saw something and then someone came. I can't believe we're talking about this. <laughs> right. Someone came and Picked retrieved it, it from the backyard <laughs> right. in the SUV. We don't know. This all comes as uh, yeah, I have high-level a intelligence here, officer. An air- uh, you know, this latest variable they put into this, uh, van circling around and so forth. I wonder if it's um, not controlled by uh, it's a large drone and uh, we're looking at some form of AI. Well, I, here's here's the thing. When, when he has some sort of a, a testimony uh, or any type of sporadic statement, like, oh, we also saw, you know, an SUV driving around the area. How many different, you know, plausibilities could there be for that? I mean, I, I'm all, I'm always observing the skies in my area, and I'm up all night long. As you guys know that I typically go to bed at like three or four in the morning. So, you know, and I'm I'm in and out all the time. So if I saw something falling from the sky, I will probably go and get in my excursion and go drive around until I can find it. So, or or you could go the dark route and say, you know, it's uh, OGA, other government agency, men in black driving around trying to shush people up and scoot the aliens back into their, their craft. Or it could be um, drone related. But, you know, once again, Dave, to my knowledge, which I'll, I'll say is limited in scope to aviation, but from to my knowledge, we don't have any type of drones. We don't have any type of Harrier jets that can make a, a landing in someone's backyard or helicopters that can make a landing in someone's backyard. Yeah. 
um, that quietly, you, yeah. quietly that you are not going to see. And um, especially if it's a helicopter, because you're going to have rotor rush. And we don't run blue lights, these bluish green lights. We're not, we don't do that. I mean, at night, you're going to have a red and green light because that's what FAA says you have to have. Um, but other than that, I mean, we're not, we're not, we don't broadcast everybody in the world what we have. If it's a jet landing, you're going to hear that because of the, the turbo. So I, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't think it was a drone. Um, I'll say this between a stealth helicopter, a Harrier jet and a drone, the drone is the more plausible, but having a drone so big and once again, with that type of coloration, that's strange. If the drone was on fire and had some sort of a malfunction, it probably wouldn't be burning a bluish green. It probably would look like it was on fire and you would have a smoke trail, you know? So it just, I have more questions than I do answers. Uh, Tim, I don't. I don't know that there's anything more to say about it. We have no idea what yeah, uh, exactly. what what this might have been. It, again, it is intriguing. Something we saw something come out of the sky, fall out of the sky. But it, that could be anything. But with the other details, I, it, I think this is very intriguing. And I tend to believe that these guys, as Dave said, these guys are telling the truth as they experienced it, as they perceived it. Um, and again, if it was a hoax, which it could be, if it was a hoax, I would expect them to be much more hysterical. Um, but they, as I said, they were a little bit apathetic, very calm, which, which to me conforms to a state of shock. And I certainly would be in a state of shock if I saw what they saw. The kid on the phone, I, I took his, uh, statements in the light of, I can't believe I'm saying this to you, but it's true. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, then then he offered a qualifier. Well, you know, we're not this or that or the other. Well, and the um, officer goes to say this, say something similar when he stops a random pedestrian and says, "Hey, look, I can't believe I'm saying this. My yeah, partner exactly. also saw something falling out of the sky." And in a cop's judgment, you know, this is just this is going to be kind of uh, skewed when I say this, but for a cop to just come right out and say, "Oh, by the way, I saw aliens and Bigfoot." All right, I had a guy in, in my department when I worked in Pennsylvania, and he was that guy. He was the alien guy. We're like, he's seen like three or four aliens and saw him land in the middle of a, a, a highway. And, you know, he, you get made fun of, you get put on all the bad shifts because, because it, it is like, you know, or at this point in time, we can't trust you to really tell the truth and you're going to exaggerate. And in our line of work, that's not good. Ask the FBI because they do it all the time. So, you know, I mean, it's your, it's a career risk to just come right out and say, Oh, by the way, I saw a light in the sky. It's aliens. Yeah. Everyone's going to make fun of you at the watering hole. So for, for two cops to be mingling back and forth and saying like, did you really see something fall out of the sky? Here's my body cam footage to prove it. Okay. Now we got to start asking people questions. Um, so I, I get yeah. a little validation to that. You know, I had the experience. I'm, uh, out in my semi-lighted driveway in central Phoenix at the time, uh, shooting baskets. And, uh, I saw the Phoenix lights. They flew down I-17 and I was about four miles from where we lived at the time. And, um, I didn't know what to make of it. I just know everything got quiet. Lights or stars that I could see disappeared. Then they reappeared. And I was able to track because of the disappearance of lights where this craft was going. Now later, I was teaching um, um, a sociology class at an Air Force base, and one of the radar operators at this base tracked it, and he and I talked privately about it. And he said, yeah, you saw it. Uh, But i got to tell you my response. That's why I brought this up. I thought, how the hell do I go in and tell my wife what I just saw? She's going to think she married a lunatic. That was my first response. And I went and told her, and uh, I waited about an hour I took a shower, came down, said, you're not going to believe what I saw. She goes, I think I know. It's on the news. Hmm. All right, so let's let's move on to the Air Force, um, the intel agent. Uh, Tim, he, he came out and he said that um, there were non-human entities, several different species, that there were 
multiple different craft intact, uh, some that were very old, some that have been found uh, by other nations. And I just I want to go through this article because it was on debrief. They're the ones who talked about it. That's and, when the story broke, right? It was not debrief by Leslie Keene. Right. And so I, you, I just, you do realize, by the way, uh, Doug, just to insert this piece of data here, you do realize that Leslie Keene, the, Keen, the woman who broke this story, um, she's she's the one who broke the story back in 2017 in the New York Times regarding the Pentagon secret UFO program, which basically kicked off all of this all of this cascading disclosure events in the news that we've been witnessing for three, four years. No, I didn't. So that's, I didn't know that's, that. It's important. I think that's an important piece of information. So you, so you think there's credibility with her then? I think this woman is very credible. Uh, I think she's a great journalist. I don't know. She's obviously being fed information, people coming to her. Um, but this individual, David Grush, he worked, he was uh, on the Aero team. He worked on the the UAP task force, the government's task force, um, but he was also an officer in the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency and the National Reconnaissance Office. So this guy has deep intelligence ties. He was high up in these organizations. He's not a, pe- a pencil, just a pencil pusher. He's high up in these organizations. And uh, he comes out, he blows the whistle, and the the, the, the first contention by a lot of people is well how can you do this how can this guy be still alive basically which i think is a legitimate question but we have to realize that we we are living in in a new reality we are living in a reality in which ufo's and 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 talk of extraterrestrial life interdimensional life is becoming common fare in the mainstream media this is a new world People aren't giggling anymore about this topic. Journalists are taking it serious. Um, the most prestigious newspapers and news organizations in the world are now taking this serious. We have Congress investigating. Um, it's out in the open. The Pentagon has admitted, as we've said ad nauseum on your program in the past, that, that UFOs are real. So we know that that the controversy is over. UFOs are real. And we've had uh, declarations by um by uh, his name just escaped me the the physicist uh, who said that uh, he's handled materials from bob these craft lazar. that are i'm sorry yeah bob lazar no not bob lazar um his name will come to me in a moment um he's handled materials that are are uh were the, the for materials from vehicles that were not made uh on earth basically paraphrasing what he said um and so this is obviously this 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 guy he blows the whistle in this environment so this environment never existed before it never existed before if you if you reverse the clock and go 10 15 20 years into the past he'd be dead i have no question he would have never gotten to the whistleblower um position he would have died they would have killed him um and i'm very confident about that if you go back 20 years especially the Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for my pillow. For example, they've got half off my pillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to mypillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. Mypillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. And beyond. Um, but because of this new environment, it's we're, it's a totally different scene at this point. And so I think we should probably be expecting whistleblowers at this point in time. There is now cover. Cover exists. Congress is not wa- is not waving this away um, as they would have decades ago or even just a handful of years ago. When this guy, he brought his documents, which he can't obviously show them because he'd, be, he'd go to jail. They're classified. But he brought them to Congress. He 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 delivered the proof in in in, in terms of the documentation that he was given. 
he he brought it to Congress. And what's really important to understand is this guy did work for Arrow. He worked for the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office. Um, and the reason why he became privy to this information, because in the in the course of his investigation, he was hitting this wall because he there, he couldn't when he was trying to find out about crash retrievals, he was hearing rumors about it. He hit a wall. He, he said they were not allowed to be read in to the program. So it was made clear to him that the program existed and he wasn't they weren't going to be read into it. And so you have to take his position. Let's assume he's honest. All right. I don't know anything about him other than what's been published, but let's assume he's honest. And he really is trying to investigate UFOs. Maybe he's excited about it. Maybe he's in really, really um, serious about his job with with the with Arrow, and and he wants to take this track and investigate the possibility of crash retrievals. And he's getting stonewalled and maybe threatened, probably threatened. In fact, uh, he did say um, uh, there was a report somewhere in the reporting that he was he came forward because he was getting threatened by private contractors, exactly who you would expect him to get threatened by, by the way, private contractors, because they're the ones who have the purview. Of the, if you go to, you know, probably not anymore, but but back before George uh, Knapp blew the whistle on this with Bob Lazar, if you went to Area 51, you would encounter, if you tried to walk onto the base, who would you encounter? You would encounter guys in fatigues or in black uniforms, who would they be? Would they be U.S. military? No, they would be private contractors. So, and there, and and in all the reporting about these guys, all of the leaks that have come out and people's encounters with these guys on these bases, they're very, very aggressive, very aggressive. And so it doesn't, it wouldn't surprise me, it wouldn't shock me if his story is true, that he was being threatened by private contractors, he's being certainly stonewalled when trying to investigate the uh, crash retrievals. Because as I've said on your show before, uh, the Arrow and the other UAP investigative bodies that have been formulated over the last handful of years, it's all a dog and pony show. So is the Congress's investigation into UFOs. It, it, you're, they're only going to be allowed to know certain things that fit into this new narrative about UAPs, but they're never going to get the crash retrieval information. They're never going to get to the abductions. They're never going to get to the, to the, the, uh, the reverse engineering and all of that. They're not going to be given access to those programs or knowledge about them. And so again, assuming that this guy is being honest, assuming that he's telling the truth, and he may not be, assuming he is, um, this is exactly what I would expect, how I would expect this to play out. He's getting stonewalled, and then he has friends in the intelligence community who come to him privately and tell him this is all true, they can't talk about it, he's not allowed to be read into the program, and so forth. And again, you combine this with with legitimate threats from these uh, private security operations, and it explains why he would come forth. He feared for his life. This is a new environment. It's an environment that's friendly now to and open to this discussion, which was not the case a few years ago. Now it is. And so there's a new environment for whistleblowers. He can go straight to Congress. He can go straight to the uh, whatever the body in Congress, I forgot the name, that's investigating UFOs with Gildebrandt. He can go straight to those people. He can put the documents on their desk and say, here they are, protect me. That did not exist before. It does exist now. And he can go right to the media. The media before would have would have buried this story. Now they're they're not burying it anymore. So the 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 conditions are such now that allow for a whistleblower. This was not the case. And 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 um and and I think it's also important to note that just I believe last week, about a week ago. Uh, NASA had their first hearing on the topic of UAPs, of, U- of UFOs. NASA announced some time ago that they were putting t- together a task force to investigate UAPs. They, they had their first hearing the other day. And what did NASA say? This is what they said right out of the gates. Dan Evans, who's the, the study director at the hearing, here's, here's what he said. Quote, I want to emphasize this loud and proud, loud and proud, that there is absolutely no convincing evidence for extraterrestrial life associated with UAPs. So there's your official narrative. That is the government narrative right there. 
the 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 whistleblower's narrative is the opposite the is antithetical to that narrative so you have dueling narratives you have the official narrative and nasa is definitely the official narrative here this is the this is the organization that most americans would assume is going to is going to blow the lid on the existence of aliens is going to is going to is going to reveal the truth that we're not alone in the universe they come out just a week prior to the whistleblower a week prior, and we know that the whistleblower had already been in conversation, that uh, that Grush had already been in conversation with George Knapp um, weeks prior to, to doing this interview. So they probably knew he was coming. They preempted him with this NASA hearing, and they put out their emphasized statement. Loud and proud, he said. There's no evidence, convincing evidence for extraterrestrial life. So this, that's what preempted the whistleblower. And then, and then the Pentagon comes, as soon as the whistleblower story broke, the Pentagon comes out and they say, to date, and this is their official response, to date, Arrow has not discovered any verifiable information to substantiate claims that any programs regarding the possession or reverse engineering of extraterrestrial materials have existed in the past or exist currently. So there's your official narrative. Combine that with NASA. That is the government narrative. That's the narrative that the Pentagon wants to push, not the one that this whistleblower came out with, not the one that David Grush came out with. That is the narrative that I think they want to bury. So you have dueling narratives. You have to deal with the dueling narratives unless there's some really, really, really sophisticated psyop happening where they want those dueling narratives for some reason. Dave? Yeah, there, I could go in a million different directions here. Um, I think, Tim, what you're saying is logical. The problem with this story bothers me with the inconsistencies of the resume and what we know to be true based on his position. Doug, you want to handle that? I'm not going to I'm not going to question the guys. Um, I'm not going to question his military background. You know, so just to say what you said last night, though, about the how his intel description doesn't match his job description. Well, no, he he was intel in the Air Force. And, you know, that they, they did a, a fluff piece on him to make him sound, <clears throat> make his integrity look good. And maybe Tim, after talking to you about it, I've I've had to eat crow a little bit and change uh, my narrative and, and think about this. Maybe they, you know, pulled out the stops and said, "Hey, we need to we need to find buddies of yours that are in the intel sources, and that way they then can say you are also, you know, good to go. You have high integrity, which they did say. You had two other references in the debrief article that said that. Yeah, but would you do that? Would you give that kind of testimony if you were working for the intel? And, and this is what I told Tim in in my prior understanding of how that world works. Um, if you disclose state secrets, and I mean, like, we're not talking about, look, so right now the FBI won't give Congress access to, um, you know, the, the whistleblower in Ukraine because they say the Biden family might have him killed. Nobody seems to really care about the fact that a sitting president may assassinate a dude, apparently, but um, you know, they're, they're more than willing to go that route, but with, and you know, who cares, right? And in, in all reality, we all know Biden is, is a criminal, but this, as, as Tim will, will go on to tell us is world changing. This is a world changing news. This is the biggest thing that has hit, you know, modern day, uh, news telling ever the, the, yeah. the not just, not just the disclosure of ufos but the disclosure and you know honestly not a good rebuttal that there are aliens i want to ask tim a question on this too tim um one of the things i heard that one of the witnesses say was uh they looked at us uh, it's interesting there was no interaction beyond that don't you think yeah i mean uh, again uh if 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 what they're relating actually happened, it, it sort of smacks of an incident that was intentional. They wanted to be seen. Um, if there's no communication, uh, that's interesting. I mean, I would have expected if there is communication, it probably would have been telepathic, number one. But um, again, if it, if it really happened the way they said, it, it seems intentional to me. I doubt that, you know, 
and by the way, one, so something also that I was thinking about when, when we were talking is how come this thing lands, 911 gets called, how come nobody saw it take off? That was a question I had too. Yeah. Now there is, this is something that people need to understand in regard to UFOs. Um, and I would be more specific and I would say the non-human craft. And I absolutely believe, as everyone knows, I absolutely believe the testimony of Bob Lazar. And Bob Lazar said something very interesting. He saw the craft in operation, he, the, the, the sports model uh, saucer that he was working on at the S4 facility. When he saw the craft in operation, um, he, he, he describes that when the craft is fully energized or energized to a certain degree, it is, it is for all intents and purposes invisible. You can't see it from certain vantage points. And the reason why is because it's bending gravity. It's creating, it's generating gravity waves. Um, and it's distorting light. And so it's bending light. So, which gravity does. Um, so you can't see the craft when it's energized. So maybe, of course, this is just spitballing. Maybe the craft, let's say that it was this incident in Vegas, that this craft was this, they were in trouble, some sort of a technological malfunction, and they were not, the craft was not fully energized. And so you saw it land. But when it took off, it was fully energized, and so it would have been practically imperceivable, uh, according to Lazar's testimony. And And again, I believe especially now <laughs> i believed it before but now i think it's ironclad i believed lazar's testimony and i and i do believe that that explains why so many of these craft people see them and they say it was in the sky and it was blinking lights it was moving around and then it disappeared and a lot of people i, I believe lazar too tim i uh, totally because a couple of things about lazar one this didn't help his life uh, he, he stood to gain nothing from this and then secondly he was working in a classified uh, facility, and the government tried to say he never worked there, and yet they found his name on a phone log. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. And I want to make a connection. If it can bend light, let's let's take a trip back memory lane, Skinwalker Ranch, okay? And let's let's talk about the eight to ten foot tall creatures. He didn't say tall, thin, gray aliens. He didn't say insectolin. He said creatures. So obviously, immediately he's describing, this kid's describing something that is not human. He cannot describe. Yeah. So recall um, the the ranch owner, the original ranch owner and his son were dealing with this hippie dude who's like 6'4", who comes out there and says, I just want to meditate out in the field. And originally the, the father says, no, get out of here. I don't want you to do that. And the son says, oh, come on. Let's let him do it. What What's the worst that could happen? And he's out there and he's humming to himself and meditating. And all of a sudden, come crashing out of the cottonwood trees is a entity that they said bended light, like the predator alien. Like the predator, yeah. And it runs up and screams and roars in a way that, is unlike any animal they've ever heard. So if the craft can bend the light and the creatures near the craft were eight to 10 foot and in Skinwalker ranch, there's a creature eight to 10 foot that can also bend light. And the most common orb that seen that was documented. Cause I've, I have, I've exhausted almost all resources on trying to research Skinwalker ranch. The most common orb that was seen out there is that same color, that blue to green color. So uh, we're, we're seeing a little bit of similarities here. Right. We should also note that people, and you probably can attest to this, I think people, when they have an experience, uh, even if you know, even if they witness uh, armed robbery in a store, I think it's often the case that, that they're not very accurate on how large somebody is exactly sometimes somebody seems looming and dangerous and so they exaggerate the height um it it could have been that these things were six to seven feet tall seven Mm -hmm. to eight feet tall i mean i i don't think and again they're probably seeing it in silhouette because the craft is very bright behind them they're probably seeing it in silhouette somewhat and uh you know insectolins are rather tall they're six to seven seven and a half feet tall as described by abductees. So um, now the one thing that threw me for a loop was the large mouth description. 
But right. in order to see, but if you're standing like on your porch, you look in your backyard and you're seeing this, this, you're, you're, you're having this experience, you're seeing this craft and these entities, details like a mouth. And, you know, those kind of details, I don't put a whole lot of stock in, in those kind of details. So unless you're, unless a person is up close and, and, and up close and in a well lit environment. I mean, if you're, again, this is the dead of night. Well, let me, with let me comment. Lights let me comment on behind. That. Let me comment on that. So when, when you analyze a witness testimony, you have auditory and visual exclusion. So you get tunnel vision and you only hear the incident that's going on around you. Um, I, I've, I have gone over hundreds and hundreds of use of force reports from officers, um, from everything in between, from just a regular detention to someone pulling their guns on people and everyone has different stories, but you get that tunnel vision and you only focus on what you focus on. And there are times where you pick up the most unique things, unique features because the adrenaline spikes, the, the blood pressure is probably in the one fifties and up, and that can also, uh, deteriorate vision. Um, not, not only with that, but like I said, you, you focus on weird things from my experience and, you know, he didn't, they didn't report any type of strange humming sound. Um, they didn't report any sound at all from what I, what I'm gathering so far from the craft uh, or details about the craft or details about the craft. So they're in a state of shock. Well, and, and here's the thing when, when you, if you're going to be honest with an investigation like this, you have your preliminary investigation. Okay. This is what you saw. All right. And so in about two weeks, I'm going to come back and I'm going to ask a little bit more because in about two weeks, your mind's going to unpack a little bit. You're going to think more about this. And I'm going to tell you to start writing down everything that you remember and let's build a profile. And then in about two or three more weeks, I'll come back and say, okay, let's build another profile. Let's write down a little bit more. Is this still what's going on? Because in murder trials and, and, um, other types of violent crimes, especially when officers are involved and they have to pull their gun or if they have to kill somebody, um, we're allowed sometimes months to go by to update a uh, a case report because your memory starts to come back. And you could probably speak about memory recall more, Dave, than I can. But as as you start to recall more of your memory, you know, you 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 start to see more of these uh, descriptions that right there on the very very first part is not there. Like I'll, I'll give it I'll give it to you like this. There have been plenty of different times where we've done investigations on terrorism and you'll have, you know, four or five people will call in for an active shooter. And let's say the, the active shooter that was at the Christmas party that was in California, it was two people. It was a man and a woman out of the phone calls that happened. The first one was a guy that was built like Brian Urlacher. The second phone call was three guys built like Brian Urlacher and black fatigues with military gear. Then the second one was just a man. And then the third one or the fourth one was just a woman. And then the fifth phone call was a man and a woman. So the first four or five phone calls that 911 got were all completely inaccurate. Finally, after like the sixth call, we got the accurate report. So like you said, Tim, you these things will change in time as, as memory recall comes. Well, there's about. also a lot of confabulation too. Like if you're scared out of your wits, you're looking at something that's got glowing eyes. You could easily confabulate a big mouth with pointy teeth, and you know what I mean, like uh, uh, something out of a nightmare. Monsters. People confabulate all the time, yeah. especially typically, when recalling uh, events. Typically, with memory, though, this is kind of a flashbulb memory that they'll never forget. But in flashbulb memories, what we know is details tend to be obscured. And the one thing that was a little inconsistent with that principle was the mouth comment, Tim, that you made. Hey, we got your audio. Uh, there's, vari- there's variability in that, though. Uh, interesting. Okay, I'll right. give it back to you. We're, we're good. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, that's weird. My microphone just flat cut out and came back on by itself. Well, it's kind of par for the course. At least I'm not sending out text messages anymore to people I don't know. Um, the uh, the embellishment is not there with these people. I don't see that at all. But it is interesting that they would jump right to that one minute detail about the mouth. But I will say this. If the mouth was so out of place and the overall depiction of the being, uh, that would make sense they would be drawn to that. Because mm-hmm. the brain is attracted to things that are novel things that are unique 
So, again, I don't see anything here in their testimony, but I will tell you this. In my mind, I'm going to play devil's advocate for a minute. Um, the fact that a van's driving around is irrelevant to the event, and the fact that they brought it up meant that the van itself was unique and there was something unusual about what was going on with the van. That's how I would take that. And if you got a van and then you got this lowering craft onto a yard, assumingly they took off, I just wonder if it wasn't a staged event. And and let me give you, um, and I'm just playing devil's advocate, but one day after the revelation by this Air Force Intel officer met with a lot of scorn and derision, now you have this come out on the heels. That makes me ask a question. Well, what right, I, the what, actual story, the story published right. the day after, but the event happening in, in uh, over a month before. But I'm saying the release of it seems right. to bolster the account from the day before. Because what did Doug and I say when we came on? Yeah, we're deciding on how much crow we're going to eat. Okay, I, and I, I, that could be a purpose of why they released this story now and not before. Well, what I, what I'd like to do is I'd like to play this four minute footage of uh, of Grush speaking um to the reporter and uh let's just analyze this for a second that way we have some context in this when you say crash retrieval what do you mean uh these are retrieving non-human origin uh technical vehicles you know call it spacecraft if you will uh it's probably not the right parlance but uh no kidding non-human exotic origin vehicles that have either landed or crashed. We have spacecraft from another species. We do, yeah. How many? Quite a number. And this is Dabu 7. I'm going to play more video. Okay, I'll edit the rest of that out. So what I think is interesting is the, once again, Words mean things. He didn't come right out and say, we have flying saucers. We have cigar-shaped craft. He said various different types of craft. And this article, I think, is more telling than, than anything else. Let me pull it up for a second. Let me make a comment real quick while it's fresh in my mind. First of all, the physicist that I was trying to remember literally just came into my mind. His name, Eric Davies. Eric Davis. Um, uh, this physicist... Uh, w- briefed Congress on what he had analyzed. So this isn't just some guy coming out of left field. Um, and this story, of course, this came out a few years ago with the Tic Tac UFO story and the and, and the other story that uh, journalist Leslie Keen broke uh, regarding the secret UFO program that the Pentagon had, had running. Um, and what Davis said was that the materials that he looked at were exotic. They were, they couldn't have been fabricated on the earth. How, how would a physicist know that? It's very simple. They would find isotopes in the metal that are, that are not derived on planet earth. They would find, they would find uh, the atomic structure of the metal or who knows the chemistry of the metal uh, could not have been formed on earth. There are things that we know exist in outer space that do not exist on planet earth. So, when this guy says exotic, he says non-human exotic origin vehicles. That word exotic is very important. And it's extremely important to the conversation of extraterrestrials. Because the big debate in the UFO community is, are these extraterrestrials or are these interdimensionals? It doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter because however however you slice it, they're extraterrestrial. They're not from planet Earth. They're, if they're from a different dimension, then they're from an entirely different world. Um, but this, this notion that, that, that they're looking at exotic materials, this is again, very important to a physicist and it's very important to the conversation because it informs us that at least some components of these vehicles are not derived on planet earth. In other words, they come from somewhere else, either in the solar system or the galaxy or the universe at large. They do not come from planet earth. That word exotic doesn't just mean strange. When you're talking about physics and you're talking about exotic materials such as element 115 that Bob Lazar talked about, uh, we have no stable, we, we do not have any stable element 115 on the earth. We have 
we have isotopes that are in that are instable that 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 only exist for very brief periods of time. Um, so keep in mind when we talk about exotic materials, we are talking about at the very least extraterrestrial materials. Tim's explanation is pretty clear. We're going to hold it right here. So this is Dave Hodges signing off. We'll be back. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here. And we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.